and we are joined by a British author who, who specializes in dream analysis. She's put out a book called A Course in Astral Travel and Dreams, uh, and also The Peace of the Spirit Within. That's peace with an A. Not right. Like, you know, not like, like a, a slice of spirit. Yeah, okay, well, thanks for pointing that out. Just too. making sure everybody was clear. Mark Pritchard joins us on the phone lines. Mark, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Fine. And yourself? I'm good, thanks. So what was the last thing you dreamed about? Last thing I dreamed about? Um, carrying some clothes, actually. Can you interpret your own dreams, or do you have someone else do it? Uh, I interpret my own dreams. Um, I think it's best. To, for you to interpret your own dreams, and for anyone to interpret their own dreams. Um, because if we rely on someone else, well, who says they know what they're talking about? Well, that's true. So what does it mean to you that you are carrying clothes? Well, it's it's something to do with, uh, if not status uh, in life, then um, the way that I kind of act and, and, and are shielded from the elements, if you like, of of events in life so clothing represents like a shielding yeah it can do like if you have a dream and you don't have any clothes on it's, it can be pretty bad it's like a rough times ahead because you don't have a kind of a shield from the, the different circumstances and problems that you might face in life do all dreams have a meaning no a lot of dreams are just projections from the subconscious so we, we just imagine things basically like we daydream in the day then we daydream at night in the dreams but there's no uh, world there's no physical world to bring us back and so then these these uh, projections of our subconscious become real so a lot of dreams are actually just projections of the subconscious but the subconscious has to come up with that stuff from somewhere I mean a lot of people subscribe to the theory that that's actually a message being sent to your conscious self well we're only aware of the the subconscious by it coming into our our conscious awareness um, but uh, the subconscious just carries on anyway uh, it's always spewing things out and we can see that during the day we, we're always in some sort of thought we're always reacting to something um, with emotions and when we dream the same things essentially carrying on and uh, then we're locked in in these thoughts and these emotions but that's only part of the story the other part of the story is Yes, we can also get other influences into our into our dream world, and that's where it becomes very interesting. I want I want to get to that. We got to take a break, but one more thing. Going back to what I had first asked you about uh, in regard to do you interpret your own dream? In some other people I talk to, they kind who who do a lot of uh, dream interpretation, they like to take it to somebody else, and it makes sense to me because if you really want to believe that this dream represents that the person that you're dating is the right person, you're going to manipulate the meaning of that dream to reinforce your thoughts. That's right. So, I mean, that's why some people will go outside and get somebody who doesn't have the agenda that you do. Yes, but you can learn uh, generally what symbols mean, and uh, then you can apply that using your own intuition to your own circumstances. And different symbols, different experiences have different meanings. So you can interpret a dream in many different ways.
We'll find out some more about what those symbols are from Mark Pritchard. He's the author of A Course in Astral Travel and Dreams and also The Peace of the Spirit Within. There is more coming up on Two Johns No Waiting as we get all dreams. 1222, the time, News Talk, 1120 KMOX. Two Johns No Waiting as we make our way through this Monday night, Tuesday morning. Dream Weaver, I get it. Yeah, I'll bet he's never heard that one before, huh? Probably not. What do you think? Mark Pritchard joins us, uh, British author, um, in dream analysis and and how we can all uh, work our way through that and figure out what's going on in our noggin, and has written lots of books and uh, also an expert on out-of-body experiences, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, Mark, is a different thing altogether. It is different, but it's also related to dreams, because if anyone's ever had a lucid dream, they're essentially having an out-of-body experience, and they can be in the same place as someone who's um, having an out-of-body experience. There's no difference at all. Would it be possible to get out of this body and into a better one? Uh, no. no. <laughs> you get out of this body into a replica of the no. same one, unfortunately. Mm, oh, that's too bad. I hate when that happens. <laughs> so, uh, your brain, now when you when you talk about out-of-body, I, I, I need more definition of that. I mean, you're talking about that the dreams we're having really aren't dreams. Sometimes we're checking out and actually our conscious mind is off somewhere else having an experience? That's right. We we can actually be having an experience outside the body in a dream. How, how do you know that? You can know it if you can realize that you're dreaming, which is a very difficult thing to do. But if you can realize you're dreaming, you can stop, you can look around, uh, your dream can disappear, and you'll you'll find yourself in uh, in another place. You know, I'll see that in movies sometimes, where somebody will be in a dream, and in the dream they're going, "I gotta wake up. This is a terrible dream." I know, I've never been conscious inside one of my dreams before. I have. Have you really? Yeah. 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 It's very rare. Did you wake up with like, a, a, a matchbook from a bar in Paris? Or no, something? no, 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 no. And, and see, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, when that happens to you, are you just dreaming that you're having a, an experience somewhere else, or are you actually there? It depends. If you can clear that uh, model of the world that comes from the subconscious, then you can see what's actually there. If someone, um, they call it astral projecting, if someone has an out-of-body experience, projects into that, that place, they can see people who are dreaming, and the person who is dreaming can either dream about the person who's just projected to them, or they can realize it in a dream and be with the other person in that other place. And then when you wake up, you can talk about it, that you met and, and, and been there. And that's quite extraordinary. It doesn't happen very often, but it does happen sometimes. Well, that kind of goes back to what John was asking me before we started, and I don't remember if we had this conversation on the air or not. But when John was asking about, can you can you drive your dreams? Can you go to bed saying, "Boy, I really want to dream about Pam Anderson tonight," and, and <laughs> just you know, hypothetically, and uh, you know, sure enough, there you are. You can, yes, to a certain extent, but you've also got to combat the subconscious. So you can you can lie down, you can be thinking of what you'd like to dream. Sometimes it happens, but very often uh, you're in this dream world that you've got no control of, and that's usually coming from the subconscious. But if, if dreams are self-directed and they're self-directed for some kind of purpose, isn't it better to just let things happen as they will? If we let things happen as they will, uh, yes, we can then use that and try to remember our dreams in the morning, 
And from remembering our dreams, we can get an insight into our lives, into ourselves, into the way that we act, in the way that we interact with people uh, in daily life. So it's very useful just to remember dreams. Why do we forget them so quickly? Usually because we don't think they've got much value. We think, oh, yeah, that was another dream, and that's even if we bothered to remember it. Um, dreams are happening all the time, but normally we're just not remembering them. Well, I don't want to interrupt, but it just there are some times when there's a dream that I'll want to remember because I want to. You know, there was something interesting in it, and I want to tell my wife about it or something like that. And by the time I get around to telling her, I, all the details are gone, and I say I had this great dream, and I, now I can't remember what happened. Yes, to, then you need to record that dream uh, to make it sort of fix in your mind. And what you do for that is that when you wake up in the morning, you lie absolutely still. First thing you do, just lie still, don't move. And then try to remember your last dream and just stick with that. And you'll find that these, these dreams will start to appear. Then when you've gone through that, you, you've woken up a bit, write them down in your dream diary. You keep a record of them then. And you'll find that'll fix it in your mind much better than just getting up and then you know, doing what you do and then talking to someone about it. In some of your scribings, the name Belzebub uh, appears synonymous with yours. It's a name that I've got um, that is is mine forever, if you like. It's it's before I was born. It's after I leave here. It's it's the name over there where people have out of body experiences. Over there where ne people have near death experiences as well. And so, uh, did somebody call you by that, and you were like, okay, that's my name, or did you see it written somewhere, or is it a name you gave yourself? No, I didn't give it to myself. It's a name that uh, someone told me that I had, and uh, I've seen it written there, and from then on, people have called me, or you know, people have called me from it. And you know, If someone goes out of the body, they want to call me, then they, they've got a name they can use. Now, we talked a little bit about themes and things that are representative of other things, clothing representing shielding and things like that. So what are the common or the most common uh, sorts of, of symbols like that in the dream world that we would all be familiar with, and what do they mean? Well, um, teeth falling out is a very common one, um, and that means loss. It means a personal loss, and uh, often that personal loss is the loss of a relative or someone close to us, but generally it means personal loss. Why is that associated with teeth? Because teeth are something that are, are very, very close to us, are, are like part of our lives, but we can do without them, if you know what I mean. Sure. It's a great loss to us, but we can do without them. And uh, relatives, I know we... We've got a lot of those I could do without. We can't do without, <laughs> you know what I mean? But we, we, won't, we won't die if we're without them. Right. So what about the other, when you, when you hear people talk about dreams, the, the most common ones that I hear are falling and sex. Running, oh, John, get your mind out. No, I'm just, I'm serious. Stephens, you can't <laughs> get over. It. The, it has nothing to do with that. I'm just saying, there's a lot of sex dreams. The it's coming from the subconscious. It's what. Uh, no, it's not, Mark. He's thinking about it right now. Yeah, well, it's, it's true. People are thinking of during the day, and then it just repeats at night. If so, you, if you were to be, um, let's say, have a job interview, and you were nervous about that, you you could dream about that because your emotions were so strong during the day. Same thing then, dream, think about anything, sex during the day, then it just appears at night. But falling and flying, as John mentioned, those are a couple of other things that are fairly common. What's going on when we're doing that? 
Yeah, well, falling is very common. Uh, it's to do with fears. If we got fears during the day, then we can dream of, of being in situations which really um, bring out that fear. Uh, falling is a classic example of that. However, there's another side to falling, which also makes it more common, and that is that we we are actually in another place outside the body and can fly. And in many situations there, we do actually fall as we fly. Maybe some people have had um, or can remember waking up, and just before you wake up, you fall into your bed. Uh, this is quite common. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing then with flying, because we are out of the body, we're flying in dreams, and therefore you, you're actually kind of seeing yourself flying, but you're also dreaming at the same time, so you're just effectively dreaming about flying. But it's because we are, we are able to move without the restrictions of gravity over there that we have so many dreams of flying and falling. We got to take a break. Mark Pritchard is our guest, British author, and also uh, um, a specialist in in dreams, dream interpretation, also out of body experiences. A couple of books out there: Astral Travels and Dreams, and also The Peace of the Spirit Within. Quick break. We'll come back with more. It's two Johns at KMOX. Two Johns. No waiting continues. John Grayson, John Carney, with you, and Mark Pritchard online with us, and a couple of books out on store shelves. Of course, in Astral Travel and Dreams, and The Peace of the Spirit Within. And Mark, is there a web presence? where people can keep track of you as well? Yes, there is. It's at uh, GnosticWeb.com. Uh, That's Gnostic with a G, of course. Yes. G-N-O-S-T-I-C-Web.com. That's right. So I had a question. I was There's several books that I have read where there's flipping that goes on between consciousness and, uh, you know, another world that's done by dreaming. And Stephen King has done it in some books. I think Talisman dealt with that. Uh, another book called Great and Secret Show. And, and there's a few others where uh, the Gunslinger series by Stephen King, they, yeah. did, they did a lot of that flipping over into parallel places. Is it like that? I mean, will you, now that you know, you've got a name over there, you're obviously comfortable in that that other place, is it the same when you go back, or is it always abstract? Occasionally it's abstract. Um, that's because of the subconscious. But uh, then it, when that's clear, which is, is now quite usual, uh, it's another world. Literally, it's another world that you live in. Uh, it looks like this one, but it's, it's a different place altogether. Now, where, where do nightmares come from? Nightmares um, are surprisingly common. Um, they again come from the, the states that are kind of very subconscious. Uh, we might not notice them during the day, but we can go through fears. We can go through uh, pent-up emotions of anger, uh, frustration. And then when we dream, these things are released, if you like, because they've got no society, no body or anything to just hold it in check. And then we can be chased by things as these, these states get lived out. And uh, if you look at the kinds of things that we like to watch very often, you find horror movies are quite high on the list. Right. They, they're quite popular. Oh, I love them. Yeah, so... All, all that, the emotions involved in a horror film are the same ones, essentially, that we go through in those kind of nightmare dreams. 
You know what's funny about that, though, is that when I was a kid, if I had a nightmare, it was very much like that. It was like a horror movie. There was a you know a bad guy out there who was coming after me with an axe or something like that. As I've got, probably heard your show. He probably did. As I've gotten older, the the nightmares that I have now are very different. It, it normally has to do with a completely normal, average activity, like you know, out in a field picking flowers or something like that. But somehow there's this feeling. There's It's more about an emotion of just foreboding and a, a sense of doom that goes along with this completely normal activity. And when I wake up, I'm completely freaked out. Yeah, they change over time because we change over time. And uh, they, they're, well... They can be of any anything can be used and and brought us into a nightmare situation, um, be it a, a casual scene. Yeah, you wouldn't think there's anything wrong with it at all. Right, and yet there's like a spooky, sinister feeling in it, and it's that that feeling that kind of well, it exists in daily life, surprisingly, but you've got to be able to spot it. There are, there are negative states that go on in daily life that we just don't see. And if we can root them out, then we can root them out of our dreams as well. And then those nightmares can disappear. Now, there's a big difference between nightmares, like we've been talking about, just your average run-of-the-mill creepy dream, and what some people go through uh, with night terrors, where they'll actually be screaming and inconsolable, and they're completely asleep, but they're going through this experience. This, Very physically. Yeah, this physical experience that is just, it's hard to watch, because you know that they're just absolutely almost in shock. Is that related to the dream experience in, in any kind of tangible way, or is that something completely other? It is related to the dream experience, but it's much more intensive. There, there is an influence over there of certain, um, you could say, waves, and there are different planes over there. And some of these planes are more sinister, and people are essentially getting the waves of these more sinister areas and are in these more sinister areas when these terror nightmares happen. It's almost like you could say it's like a trip to hell or something, you know? It's, it's a, an awful experience. And it's a different sort of an environment than an ordinary dream. Now, far. when you say sinister areas, do you mean a, a sinister area physically in that other place, like Cleveland? <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> no, I, I mean that. There are, there are different levels, so you get, just like here, there are different uh, places. Some are pleasant, some are unpleasant. Cleveland. Over there, there are places which are pleasant, which have a kind of an energy about them, which is just pleasant to be in, and there are other places which have an energy which is unpleasant to be in. So the place that you go to over there, and obviously you have a much more clear picture of what it's like, than a lot of us who aren't able to retain those subconscious thoughts. So explain it in, in the form of a film that may best portray what it's like there. A, a film that's actually been released? Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there a movie Something that you we can relate like, to? Wow, that seems a lot like what it's really like. I hope it's not like 12 Monkeys. In certain ways, you've got religious f films because there's like a spiritual aspect. In a more mainstream film or movie, I'd say something like The Matrix, because it hints at this other world, 
and it's it's pictured from the other world looking at this world in the movie and when you're over there and that's real it kind of makes you think well what's what's reality yeah is is my life in the body real or is that world real and then what's this world for you see so there's that like matrix like quality to it now, I'm not saying that all these machines flying around and controlling sure. us is part of that, but you know that that sort of quality, that that feeling that there is this other side which exists, and there is this world that exists. And when you're on the other side, well, this world looks a bit different. The book's available, of course, in Astral Travel and Dreams from Absolute Publishing out a couple of years ago. More recently, The Peace of the Spirit Within, both penned by our guest, Mark Pritchard, who's on with us. We've got a few minutes left. We'll spend it with you, too, if you care to join us. 436-7900-1800-925-1120. So with that said, off to the phones. Thomas and Florissant is going to join us now. Thomas, say hi to Mark Pritchard. Uh, yes, um... I uh, basically had a, a question pertaining to a dream, and it was a very uh, odd thing. Uh, several years ago, I was had a dream of me uh, getting up out of bed, uh, going out at night, cutting grass, and there was debris over my grounds, and it was about three acres that I had, have to cut around my house. And the house was fully perfect, uh, and there was all kind of debris, but somehow I got on my tractor and locked myself out the house, and I was naked on the tractor and thought the uh, neighbors would see me on the tractor naked. And I woke up and sit up, lit a cigarette, went back to sleep, and had the same dream again. And about a week and a half later, I had identical the same dream. Well, I, I think it's a, an unconscious desire to go out on your tractor naked. I think it might be cheaper to just have somebody mow your lawn for you. <laughs> Mark, what have you got for him? Well, the fact that it's repeating shows is something that you need to change. Circumstances are not changing in your life. And uh, if you look and see what you can change, you'll find that uh, you'll stop dreaming that dream or you'll be in that tractor and different things will happen. When you were talking about uh, the the dreams of uh, being naked, having to do with insecurity and fears, so obviously he's yes. afraid of something that he's just not dealing with. And yes, could be, and also difficult times ahead. Uh, it can mean that like things are going to come on top of us. Well, that's pretty broad, Mark, and also rather bleak. So how do we sort through it? And you, you can't just say, "Well, I've got to change something in my life." My God, where do you begin? This is where your intuition comes in. Uh, any symbol has a different set of meanings and uh, it's the way that you look at it that's important because if you use your intuition you get a feeling about what that means and uh, then you're the best person to interpret that but you do need uh, some idea of, of the symbology and the symbology is common throughout the world if you can if you can find it how about uh, we go to Teresa in Ohio up next Teresa say hi to Mark Pritchard Hi, how are you? Hi, Good day. Many, many years ago, I had a dream where I went to Dallas to a specific bar. It was a very vivid dream. And I was looking for someone, 
and I went inside. I walked across the parking lot. I could see the gravel on the parking lot, and I was looking for his truck, and his truck wasn't there, but I went in the bar, and I dreamed I saw a friend of his. And I dreamed the friend said, oh, hey, haven't seen you in a while. And I kind of nodded at him, and he said, let me get you a beer. And I remember my dream thinking, I don't like beer, and I woke up. Well, about two weeks later, a friend and I decided we'd drive up to Dallas and see what was going on with some people we knew. And we got there late, you know, and we dropped in on them. And, you know, it was in the 70s when you could drop in on people in the middle of the night, and they'd jump out of bed and be glad to see you. Yeah, right, and they'd go out on the tractor naked with you, and it was just, yeah, oh, wait, no, that was the last guy. That was the other guy. We were all sitting around and talking, and this friend of mine, he said, well, hey, why didn't you come by and see us when you were here two weeks ago? And I'm going, I wasn't here two weeks ago. And he goes, Oh, Reynolds said he saw you down at Snoopy's. He swear he said he turned around to get you a bar, and, and you disappeared, and he looked all over the bar. He went out and looked in the parking lot for you, but he swore he saw you at Snoopy's. That's weird. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> all right, Mark, what happened there? I didn't, I didn't quite get it. She was, she, she dreamed she was in this bar and saw this friend of hers. In another and, city. And, and the friend of hers, weeks later, reported actually having seen her there, even though she was only there in a dream. Uh, occasionally he, well, people might see things from the other side. Um, there are different dimensions, right? So you've got the three-dimensional world, you've got the fourth-dimensional world, which is time, then you've got the fifth dimension, which is eternity. And it's that dimension where um, these dreams take place and out-of-body experiences. So when someone sees someone like that, uh, or it could be some people see ghosts, and um, what they're seeing is something from the fifth dimension, but they have to be in a certain state to see that. So uh, they've got to be able to to kind of be in a, a transition period almost. So, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so he, he must have been just in the right state to pick up on something. And in your dream, you would have gone to that actual place because you were dreaming about it, and your dream was in a in a real place at that time. So you weren't seeing the projections of your subconscious. What you were seeing was the actual place that you were in, more or less. That's and wild. He, was... could, he could see that then, because you had travelled there in your in your dream body or astral body, as it's sometimes called. So, Mark, there are people that are listening to this that think you have lost your mind. Yeah. There are people, I'm sure, that you've come across that completely doubt any of this and that dreams are most random. So I know you're not out to convert people. You're, you're just out to be of assistance. But what do you hold up as the most physical evidence that this is what's going on? There's very little that can be done to prove this to anyone. Uh, about 10% of the population have out-of-body experiences. There are very good uh, accounts that you can you can read up on or people can tell you of out-of-body experiences where someone's gone and seen something at a distance that they couldn't have possibly have seen when they were lying down asleep. Right, right. So there's the accounts. Then there's the personal experience of it, and I think this is the most compelling. If someone has had an out-of-body experience, they know that it's real. And if someone wants to find out whether these are real or not, okay, you can read the accounts, but you can, you can come up with all sorts of ideas as to what could have caused it. But if you actually learn to have an out-of-body experience, then you, you experience it and you know that it's real. And do you help with that? Yes, I run a course 
um, in out-of-body experiences and dreams uh, online, and it's free. And it goes hand-in-hand hand with the book. And we've had about a 67% success rate from that nine-week course, which is quite reasonable, considering we've had about 43,000 people taking it. Where do we go online for that information? That's at www.gnosticweb.com, G-N-O-S-T-I-C-W-E-B.com. And uh, you just go there and there's a free sign-up for the course. I'm writing. <laughs> well, it's, it's fascinating stuff. I want you to hang on for us, uh, Mark. We're talking with Mark Pritchard, and uh, there is more to come as Two Johns No Waiting continues. It is a Monday night turn Tuesday morning on us. We'll hit free form in just a little while, and more to come uh, with Mark Pritchard, author of A Course in Astral Travel and Dreams and The Peace of the Spirit Within. 12.55 the time. Two Johns No Waiting continues on this Monday night Tuesday morning. John Grayson, John Carney here with you. And Mark Pritchard, dream expert and author of A Course in Astral Travel and dreams and the peace of the spirit within and you can find them online at gnosticweb.com and mark i guess the one thing that people are going to want to know more than anything is if you're not satisfied with your dreams or you're having too many that are uh just not something that you're wanting to experience what's the best way what's the best thing you can do while you're awake to change what you dream when you're asleep the best thing you can do is to look at those inner states that are causing the problems at night uh, to look at your fears, to look at anger, to look at negativity, depression, worries, all of these things which happen in, in daily life, to see them and to gradually reduce them. And to do that, you, you've got to know how to get out of these low states. If you can do that, then they will reduce at night and then your dreams will be altogether different. They'll become clearer far more positive. Is that something that's an individual thing about how to get out of those low states, or is that something that there are some common things that everybody can do? They're common things that everyone can do. And part of this is learning how to be aware and learning how to be in the present moment. And uh, that's very important because it's in, in the present moment that our consciousness gets clear of the subconscious. And then you can see these these negative things coming in. You can see them as they arise. You can see yourself getting angry, for example. And you can learn how to get out of that, how to come back to the present moment. And just as you would see a reality in a dream if you were to look around, you see reality in, here in, this, in the physical world by looking around, looking at your inner state and getting clear. And that's very important to be clear and, and fully aware of, of being in the present moment. And the more we're in the present moment here, the more clear the dreams are. All right, so relationship. now here comes the shallow question from the uh, shallow half of the uh, hosting <laughs> oh, duties. Jeez. Right. So when you're over there, yeah. have you ever seen anybody famous? Yeah. You're like, there's Margaret Thatcher. Wait, I'm dreaming. Oh, that's sort of famous. Yeah. No, no. I, I haven't really. No Bill Clintons, no um, Kofi Annans, no... Tom Cruise, no one like that. Have you had the experience where you've seen someone that you knew over there and they had the same experience that you, you shared with them in waking hours and they remember seeing you too? Oh, yes, uh, with my wife, with some friends, with um, people who've um, carried out these these exercises of astral travel, astral projection together, yes, many times, many different occasions. It, it becomes normal after a while, I mean... 
first time, it's incredible. And then after you've done it a few times, it's just normal. It becomes part of daily life. And you don't die from it either. You know, you come back. It's nothing to worry about. Astral tra- uh, Course in Astral Travel and Dreams and the Peace of the Spirit Within, both available for Mark Pritchard. And, uh, again, you can find him online at GnosticWeb.com. And, Mark, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Interesting stuff. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks Mark. Thanks for being with us on the program. Today. See you later.